Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check Check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Now, two significant tranches of land at the former Irish sugar factory in Mallow, which, of course, has lain idle now following the factory's closure some 17 years ago. They've gone on the market for sale a combined guide price of 2.2 million euro. Local Labour Doll Deputy Sean Sherlock says the site should return to the people of the area for both jobs and houses. And Sean Sherlock uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Patricia. Now, it'll never reopen as a sugar factory, even though I can see some people say, suggesting uh, today would that not be a good use for it. But there had been talks of this Mallow West. It was a mixed-use development that was under the control of Greencore. Is that plan now well dead in the water? Well, uh, I, I think as far as Greencore is concerned, I, I think the answer is yes, because they're now selling the site and they're not now no, going to develop the site uh, as, a, as a residential area. Uh, under this Mallow West uh, proposal. But I think the sale of the site now, uh, you know, with a guide price of approximately 2.2 million and it's a 145-acre site, uh, perhaps presents an opportunity at a time when there is a need for more housing and there is a need for an industrial policy and a need to create jobs uh, you know, on site such as this, that the prospect of the site being sold to an entity like an Enterprise Ireland or IDA, the Industrial Development Authority, which are state-owned, should be looked at. And that's why I'm, you know, putting out this idea that uh, if a state entity was to come in and look at the site, there may be an opportunity uh, there for, for job creation. And, you know, I, I had 
made some interventions in the last number of years with Greencore through an entity that had an interest in purchasing the site uh, and wanted to develop the site perhaps with the potential of utilising it as a solar farm. And that that proposal, you know, it, it, it didn't bear fruit, unfortunately. But how I do think that if Greencore are selling it, though, that there is a, a corporate social responsibility here, not just to sell it to anybody, but to sell it to an entity that has at its heart, uh, you know, a, a moral obligation, if you will, to ensure that, uh, you know, it's done so in a way that either creates jobs or enhances the community. Yeah, that it would benefit. It yeah, it would, benefit. it would benefit. Because, of course, for decades, that site was in state ownership. Well, this is the point, you see. So some people will say, oh, it's, it's a ridiculous idea. Why should the state uh, come back and, and, and purchase it again? But it's not so outlandish when you think of the fact that it was one of the key state industries, uh, Irish sugar. And I, I remember my, my late father arguing in the doll that it should never be sold, uh, you know, that it should never have been uh, privatised. I remember when the legislation was going through, he argued against the privatisation because the number of industrial jobs that it created and the idea was that, you know, you would always need to produce sugar uh, in on the island of Ireland. And if you look at global market price for sugar now, I mean, there's never been a need for us to have some self-sufficiency in relation to uh, producing sugar. Uh, but, but unfortunately, you know, that didn't happen. And we're now back to a situation where what you have out there is, you know, uh, an unused jewel, I think, uh, of, of a piece of land that could be used to benefit, uh, you know, the, the people of the area, if you had an industrial policy around it, that would have a, a mix of jobs, say, for instance, maybe around the idea of alternative energy production uh, and and maybe some residential and, and maybe restoring some of it back to the people, maybe as, as a, an amenity that could be used as a green space for people to enjoy as well. Because Yeah, I remember, re- I remember Councillor Jean-Paul O'Shea, I think it was back in 2019, he had suggested it could be used as a regional hub for, for the bioeconomy sector. Is, is, is that something you think should be looked at? Well, the bioeconomy, what does that mean? I mean, I don't know exactly when people use terms like the bioeconomy. I don't know what the bioeconomy is, to be honest about it. I'd be kind of more practical and say, well, you'd probably, in order for the site to be uh, feasible, you'd probably uh, need a mix. But remember that there there is probably a lot of works that would have to be done in relation to you know, exploring and examining what is ex- exactly in the ground there. Is it the subject of an EPA licence now, for instance? Are, is the, are there leachates there? Are there, you know, how do you manage the lagoons there, for instance? And I think whoever's coming in to look at it, first of all, I think that, and I've written to Greencore on this, I've written to Dalton Phillips, the CEO of Irish Sugar, or of Greencore, and I've said, look, you don't just sell this to the highest bidder. Uh, you, you have to sell this to somebody who has an active interest in ensuring that it will enhance the community. Uh, and if you have a mix of, of, of an offering there of, you know, alternative energy use, uh, you know, if you're talking about if, if the bioeconomy is something like producing alternative fuels, well, then that's something that could be looked at as well, you know. But I do think it should be used partly for job creation, partly for amenity uh, and partly for 
some some type of residential proposal there as well. But I do think that it's not an outlandish proposal for the state to come in to, to look at it through one of its job creation agencies like Enterprise mm. Ireland or like the IDA. Yes. Uh, because I think you, it should not be overlooked as a potential site for an advanced factory, for instance. Uh, you know, if you look at the growth of the pharmaceutical sector, if you look at the growth of, uh, you know, data centers and so on and so forth. Th- these are all proposals, I think, that could be could be looked at. And, you know, Patricia, when you think about the number of jobs, like I myself, like my, like that factory put food on many's a table throughout North Cork, whether you were a farmer supplying, whether you were a worker in the factory, whether you had a trade within the factory. You know, there are so many families that were sustained by that factory. I, I had the privilege of working a campaign there uh, after I left college. Yeah. And it was it was a fantastic experience for the people that I met uh, there. And I, I had a summer job there one year as well. And, you know, you met great people, sound, the soundest people you could ever hope to meet. And it, it would be great that... You know, if if people, if we felt that in North Cork, you know, if you take the the, the amount of people that came off farms in in the North Cork region west of Mallow who came in and used to do the campaign in Mallow and then, you know, farmed the land in in, in the the other months of the year, it sustained so many families. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should give it up so easily or lose it so easily. Someone said that they thought there was a suggestion that Irish Rail had an interest in the sugar factory as a maintenance yard. Uh, I haven't heard that myself, but I, I think we could be imaginative because you do have a rail spur there. Yeah. And so I think any and all options should, should be, be looked, looked at. at. But, I, but I suppose from Greencore's point of view, uh, Sean, you know, they're a business. They're going to say whoever comes up with the most money, they're going to say it should go, it'll go to the highest uh, bidder. But your point is you feel they have a moral obligation to the area. I, I do, and increasingly, what I'm hearing from corporate entities now, like Greencore, is that uh, every corporate entity that is a serious corporate entity has a whole raft of policies around corporate social responsibility, and they also now have to be able to prove that uh, what they're doing is in line with things like climate action or climate mitigation. Uh, and they are all very concerned about their reputation in those regards. If Greencore and Dalton Phillips, the chief executive, who was also the previous chief executive of the Dublin Airport Authority, is serious about their duty to society in terms of corporate social responsibility and in terms of environmental and social goods, then they have to be very much conscious about who they sell it to. Uh, because there is a reputational issue here in respect of of Greencore and where they sit in, in, in the world. And what Greencore won't want is people like me who have a voice, uh, you know, excoriating them if they, if they go down to the lowest common denominator in terms of how they sell this site. So I think that they have a moral obligation uh, to be able to sell it to somebody who will deal with the site responsibly and add to the value uh, to society, to the community, to the environment in terms of how they treat the site thereafter. Okay, okay. All right. and uh, just before I let you go, I actually mentioned your name earlier when I was uh, starting the programme. I was uh, talking about that, uh, rep- the Oireachtas Health Committee yesterday and the, and the HSE Chief Executive Bernard Gloucester uh, 
ordering his finance team now to slash the spending on private management consultants by up to uh, 40 million. It, isn't it really hard to justify how the HSE spend so much money on private management consultants? Well, I, I'm glad, Patricia, that Bernard Gloucester has come in uh, as chief executive uh, because I've been talking about this for four years now, at least uh, since pre, pre-COVID. I, I mean, a culture has built up within the HSC where they're very quick now to go out to the consulting houses and spend untold amounts of taxpayers' money uh, for, for advices on all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, we don't know where the value for money was coming from because we haven't seen any enhanced services in terms of, you know, how patients interact with the service or, you know, better outcomes for patients necessarily uh, and for anybody that uses HSC services. So I'm glad he's come in. I'm glad he's put a figure of approximately 30 percent on on cutting uh, in terms of cutting the expenditure on outside consultations like that. Uh, But the question remains as to where is the transparency in what was being spent up to now? Mm. And I think there are further questions now of the HSE in terms of how they spend their money. But at least he's off on the right foot in terms of slashing that spend because we could never believe how easy it was for the HSE to procure outside consultancy without anybody ever questioning or, or, or seeking a justification for what it is. And at the same time, then, people like me dealing with lists for access to all sorts of uh, services that people are entitled to but are not getting in a timely fashion. It was just a complete contradiction uh, in terms and a waste of taxpayers' money, but at least now there's some transparency around that. And But we do need to... We, like, we need to know where the money is going. Yeah. And this whole philosophy about the money following the patient clearly doesn't arise in this case. If you're going out to all of these consulting houses, and I won't name them, uh, you know, on air, but, uh, you know, where was the value for money for the patient? And obviously there's a tacit acknowledgement by the HSE that they were spending way over the odds. And, you know, it's, 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 being, it's money, basically, that's going being used by the taxpayer through the HSE to procure services. And we don't know what it's being used for, per se, and whether or not it's developing value for money. And clearly it's not. If, if well, Bernard Gloucester's in saying we need to cut it straight away. We need yeah. to cut it straight All away. All right. OK, listen, um, Sean, thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning to you. That is uh, Labour Doll Deputy for uh, Cork East, uh, Sean Sherlock. Uh, Michael says, why not we build a modern sugar beet factory or any kind of factory that would create employment in the area? Uh, Michael says, I can think of many such factories, especially that would be benefited, would, that would benefit agriculture. Yes, housing is required, but build housing inside of the town of Mallow, not out at the old uh, sugar factory site. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.